Welcome to the Double A Sports Podcast, Minor League Field with Major League Discussion. Here are your hosts, Alan and Alan. What's up, everybody? How's everyone doing? Welcome to episode five of the Double A Sports Podcast. I am your host, Alan, and I'm here with my best friend and co-host, Alan. What's up, guys? So, like we said last episode, we couldn't do our top 10 one straight episode with all that news. So, pretty much this is going to be almost purely the, our top 10 of the outfield, but we've got a little news, not much. Um, quick little news, uh, the Nationals were actually warned before the World Series about Astros possibly stealing signs, all that right. maybe they got warned by multiple people, Alex Cora of all people. Wow. Because he's really good friends with Dave, um, the manager. He warned him. And apparently other pitchers warned Max Scherzer. And, of course, with Brian um, Dozier being with the Dodgers, he was warned. Because, you know, remember, they were in the World Series against. So a lot of stuff, you know, they got warned. So maybe that's why they well, got a little advantage on them. And all these people who know about it, um, it's making me wonder, why is it taking so long for this to come out? Yeah, like I feel like because other teams have done it, it will be kind of like just pushed it under the rug now because it got to the limelight. Now they have to address it. Yeah, so it's very interesting on that. So we'll see. But could have been a factor why they you know changed signs up and Astros didn't do as well at home. But on the road, you know, they beat in D.C. three straight times, but – at home, they lost all four games, and that's how Nationals are now the World Series champions. Yep. Amazing. And then other little news. Today, MLB sent out a memo clarifying what rules are starting this year. It's the three-batter minimum, uh, the expansion of the roster from 25 to 26, and then a little rule change, which I didn't know was a rule, that apparently last year managers only had 30 seconds to commit a challenge. This year, it's 20 seconds. I don't know if that's going to make a big difference. I think it's more so like, you know, the hold up. Right. So it's going to be a quicker decision, I guess. So that way they can get to the commercials quicker. <laughs> that or who knows, or just try to speed the game up. I'm like 10 that's, seconds, really. That's not speeding the game up a lot. I, I don't know. I don't know either. So, but yeah, so not much other news, but we're going to go right into it. Our top 10. All right. So let's start it off with our top 10 uh, right fielders. All right, so. Who do you got at at your 10? Number 10, it was very hard because, you know, the whole list, and this guy barely made my list. He's currently unemployed. Okay. Yasiel Puig. Yasiel Puig, okay. He got on my list barely because, you know, he has a talent, and he doesn't have a job yet. Right. As you heard me state a couple episodes ago, I compared him to Mookie uh, Betts' stats, and they're pretty close. Yeah, so last year he had 148 hits. 24 home runs. He batted 267, 84 RBIs in his war. Of course, it was only 1.3. But anyone who needs that outfielder, I feel like he could be that bat or someone. We'll see if someone gets hurt or they decide that maybe we, we, we're a team. We're almost there. We just need that extra bat. We'll see if he gets a job. Oh, I, I, I'm sure he's going to get a job. Um, who do you think might need somebody right now? I know we've briefly talked about it. Angels might be a possibility with now they don't to get Jock. Yeah, like I know it's not right field, but you could easily put him in left possibly, or you could put. Um, Do you think his personality will mesh with the other players? I think with Madden there, he could handle Puig and actually maybe 
make it more humble, maybe have control over more. We'll see. I'm going to agree with you. Since this Jack Peterson trade didn't go through, I'm going to say Puig is going to the Angels. It wouldn't surprise me. Like you could move up to to left field if he if you think Puig is better right, then maybe try him out left field. But I honestly think Angels should really think about it because we could do is sign him for a veteran minimum, like two million, and make his contract more incentive. Absolutely. Where like, okay, when MVP two extra million, you get this many at bats, this much more. You hit this many home runs, here's an extra bonus. Don't cause any drama, here's another bonus. Like that's something they could easily do. And Madden thinking like maybe we need that bat, that extra outfielder, why not look at Puig? I would absolutely look at him, especially since you just lost the Jock Peterson. That's trade. why I figured put him at ten. Like he has that bat, he has that talent, he's still young. Yes, he's a little hot headed a little bit, and but but he's there to defend his team, so but someone my, needs to. But my question is, will he sign for the league minimum? He last year he got paid what not about ten million dollars, I think. Well, honestly, like, like say like eight million, and then you could do this, which is of. still a deal for you guys, right? Yeah. Right, where he could prove himself to a year. If he has a great year, then he can bet like do what Josh Donaldson did, play my year. Prove myself to get that multi-year next year because he's still young where he can get that four or five-year deal. So the rumors are saying that the Rays and the Giants are showing interest. I don't know why the Giants are showing interest. <laughs> like, come on. We know between Giants, especially the NL, Giants, Miami, and Pittsburgh are not competing at all this year. So why would Giants even consider it? Like, What about their White Sox? I don't know. Like, I think they have enough talent as it is. Like, whew. I mean, if you're going to make a run and this guy is talented, it'd be a waste to just leave him on for agency. I feel like, you know, what Giants would sign him for. Hopefully he does well, then trade him and yeah. so they get a prospect. So I'm going to stick with my first analysis and say that the Angels should probably sign Puig. Rays, I can kind of see it, possibly. You know, they're right there at extra bat. Possibly where he could be DH sometimes when they want to switch out the outfield because they are the AL. But I feel like Angels could do the same thing if they want to give Pujols today uh, from DH, but they have yeah, Otani. That's true. They could switch up. Like it's gonna be interesting to see where he signs and when it happens. Uh, right, and especially it, since Otani's not going to pitch till May, I think. So I'm what I hear what some people think they should do, which I'm completely okay with Otani, is they do with Japanese where he pitches on Sunday only. Ah. Oh. Where, yes, he gets a full extra day, but then he could hit throughout the week. And at least for half the season to get him up running, only pitch on Sunday. Where he gets a little more spread out time. And then towards or more of the second half of the season, if they're in it, he can start pitching more. Now, do you think that would throw him off? Uh, because most Sunday games are midday games. I don't think so. If that's something that he did over in Japan, like only pitch once oh, a week. Oh, yeah. That's true. He could be used to it. So okay. we'll see what they well, do out there. Either way, I want to see the guy pitch and rake. I want to yeah. see it all. So we'll see what happens with Puig. So clearly he's not on your list. He's not on my list. So who do you have at number 10? I have J.D. Martinez from the Red Sox. Okay. See, with J.D., it was hard for me to put him at any of my list because he's partially F and partially D.H., I agree. So it was hard for me to put him on one of my list. I had to put him somewhere. I mean, so he's 32. He's not super old. Especially because right field, how they just trade Mookie. Mookie was their right <laughs> fielder. 
That's why I think right. JD. I could. I got put you. Him. I got you. Maybe now he'll probably will play more right field. We'll see what happens with after the trade. But good. Tell me about why you put him at number ten. Well, I put him at number ten because he's been an all star the last two seasons. Um, last year he batted three hundred four, thirty six home runs and one hundred five RBIs. It's kind of hard for me not to look at those numbers. Um, I mean, he had the he had the best batting average against lefties in all of the majors. Um, his he averaged he averaged one hundred eighty one and a half hits over the last two seasons. Um, but he also said he doesn't mind being traded. He likes to be. He likes moving around. So do you, I don't know if he wants to be traded from the Red Sox or not. But he's on my top ten. Um, he he probably would love to be traded, but no one's gonna touch that contract. That's why he didn't opt out either. Right. <laughs> oh yeah. Do you want to opt out? He didn't opt out. I wonder why. <laughs> but yeah, like his he, numbers are good, man. His numbers are good, but what he's left on that deal, that Scott Boris, you know. You know, there was those deals, but no one's going to pay for that. And I don't think Red Sox going to pay, especially after now paying for half of Price's contract for trading away. He's there until he decides to opt out, which is probably never. Well, like I said, his numbers were pretty good, so I'm not, I, I yeah. can't ignore them. And they're, so they're if he great. does play right field, he probably will make my top two this but we'll see what they do with him this year. Okay. Well, then who do you have at number nine then? At my number nine, I have Charlie Blackman. Okay. He's a little higher on my list. He's okay. on, he's number six on my list. Okay, great. So what do you got? What do you know about the guy? You know, okay, yes, Rockies. You know, airball. But come on, 182 hits last year is a little ridiculous, right? So hold on, hold on. So you say he had 182 hits last year, right? But get this, he's averaging 191 hits per year over the last four seasons. Especially since he had 32 home runs last year, like yep. how do you have that much contact and you batted 314? That's crazy good. Like, and understand because you know it was Colorado. He only had 86 RBIs because of that, but still, that many hits and that many home runs, like right, given more opportunities, who knows what those would have been? Like, could you take this numbers and take like where um, DJ Lemu? Uh, LeMahieu, LeMahieu, how he went from Rockies to Yankees, oh, and yeah. what his numbers increased. You, what uh, would you do if you put him in a Yankee uniform? What kind of numbers he would have? This okay, year? well, let me ask you this question. On top of that question, anybody gets put into a Yankee uniform, what can they do? Because <laughs> I, I feel like everybody's numbers that get hit or ballpark, right? Um, so yeah, Charlie, you know he's thirty three years old. He's made the All Star team um, three years straight. Yeah, he's a four time All Star overall. Like Alan said, he's got he can hit. I mean, this dude can hit. Um, he's he's uh he's in the third year of a six year hundred eight million dollar contract. He's right in his prime. I think he's got all the tools to be successful. He, unfortunately, he's on the wrong team right, right he's now. In Colorado. It's because, like I said, like that many numbers, and then you look at his WAR at only two point three. It's like how, yeah, his defensively is probably not as there, but it's that team. Like, if you could get on base at least a hundred eighty two times because your hits. Where everyone else on base, you should at least have a hundred RBIs then. <laughs> Especially with Arenado and Story, it's, it's questioning like what's going on there. But yeah, like that's I had that's why he barely missed my top five list because you couldn't the average everything. Yes, his yeah. defense could be a little bit better. It's probably why, but right. But still, at the plate, you can't ask for anything less than what he's doing. Right, and he's only doing what he can do given his situation. So exactly, I, he's doing great for where where, he, where he's at. He's always been one of my favorite players. Watching him, that beard, and just the <laughs> way he carries. Like, but still, when you constantly put up those numbers, 
it's very hard to argue like you're not a top ten player. I think Alan likes him because of the beard. Because hey. like like if you could see Alan, he also has a beard. Hey, not <laughs> not as long, but <laughs> but um, at number nine is actually a guy we just talked about recently. He finally signed with the Reds. Nick's uh, ugh. Nick Castel Castellanos. Uh, yep. Okay. He cracked it at me my list at number nine. Okay, he's not on my list, but great pick. Yeah, um, you know, between going from Detroit, you know, that whole place that they're taking, they're trying to get their picks up and stuff. Then went to Cubs. He had an okay year. He didn't resign. He ended up finally signing, which ultimately could be a one-year deal with the Reds, but the Reds team is going to be very interesting. But 178 hits, 27 home runs last year. He batted 289, 73 RBIs, and his WAR was 2.7. In Detroit, this was between Detroit and okay, okay. Split. Cubs. Okay, yeah. so yeah, that's not bad at all. Exactly, and RBIs probably could be a little more if he wasn't in Detroit. Right, that's what I was saying. I don't know. I forgot to write down what was the number split between because right. that Detroit team last year, <laughs> rough. But yeah, like with that Reds team and that division now, um, who knows what's gonna happen with the with the Reds? Like with adding him and the other people, it's gonna be a very interesting year for that for him. So he played a hundred games in Detroit. Yeah, fifty one as a Cub makes sense because you know August. Well, not August, but July. Makes sense, but so. But yeah, so. Who do you have next? Uh, so we're at number eight. Yeah, because did you do number nine? Yeah, mine was Charlie Blackman. Yeah, so yeah. All right, well, number eight is a guy that we both know and watched. <laughs> I got Trey Mancini. Okay, uh, he's actually my number seven. Wow, okay, great. I didn't know if he was going to make your list, to be honest. So when I was going over the list and uh, kind of looking at his numbers, he's arguably one of the bright spots in Baltimore. Absolutely. And, and he's come along because, you know, he's been blocked. He was a first baseman coming up. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's all pretty much he played here when he was here in Norfolk. Right. We got and to watch him got play the call up with, for the Tides. Yep. It was like, okay, then the next year, like, because he got called up, you know, September. And then, then they're like, okay. Then he was like, okay, outfield. I'm like, okay, makes sense because, you know, Davis is still there. And then um, grown years. But then last year he finally kind of put it together. Oh, absolutely put it together. Uh, do you have a stat line? Yeah. So pretty much he had 175 hits. 35 home runs. Yes. He batted 291, 97 RBIs, and his war was 3.3. I'm proud of you, Trey. That's, those are great numbers, my man. Like like we said before, like Orioles don't bring prospects here through Norfolk. They might now because of a different regime, so yep. they might actually grow them instead of send them straight from AA. And they're slowly building an okay team. I'm very interested to see what this team's going to do in a couple years. But Trey probably could have been an all-star last year. If it wasn't for the outfielders that it is. Like, yeah, outfielders are tough. Uh, but, yeah, like, solid, solid year. Yeah, like you said, he had a great year. Uh, last year, he was one of three MLB players, along with Alex Bregman, Anthony Rendon, to have at least 35 doubles and 34 home runs um, and 100 runs in 2019. Um, also, last year, he won the 2019 Most Valuable Oriole Award. Yeah, like, he was clearly the bright spot. Absolutely. And that's why he's currently still there. Like, ultimately, he could probably p- play first base once Davis is gone. We'll see what happens. But they have Ryan Morris, uh, Morris in, who's here at AAA, who was international MVP last year. So he probably will go to that spot. So most likely he'll he's probably stay play in the outfield. Right. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. Like, he's done something. Like, we'll see if he can do it again this year. Then who knows? Like, he's in arbitration now. So it's almost time where it's like, okay, or we're going to keep him long term. 
We'll trade him. We'll see what they do the next couple of years with this guy. Yeah, and every every time I've seen him when he used to play here for in Norfolk, I never would picture him as a, a first baseman because when I think of first baseman, I think of Mark McGuire. I think of big guys. He's not a huge guy. No, he's a, he was a very <laughs> tall, scrawny kind of guy. Like, right. So when he finally got an outfield, like it makes sense. Yeah, uh, he's he has the outfielder build. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> I'm glad he finally found a spot and he's taking his own. It's like very guy. Um, Always signed for us. Talk to him. Yeah, he's like, a great guy. Very nice guy. So even with, like, he's very nice with fans. Like, he always signs for people. We even made it to Fan Fest a couple years back at the Orioles, and we got him to sign for us there as yep. well. He's, he's a nice guy. Very nice guy. Um, so that was my number eight. You had him at number seven. Yep. So who's your number so eight? So my number eight is someone dear to our heart. I thought we had the same one, then you switched it up on me. <laughs> um, my number eight is Michael Conforto. I'm going to tell you what, man. He is so near and dear to my heart. He made it a lot higher on my Oh, wow. Um, Finally, he put it together last year. So where do you have him on your list? I have him at number five. Okay. So he finally put it together last year. He put everything together. We knew he had the power coming out of college. He was one of the better hitters in that draft. So at 141 hits last year, 33 home runs. Only thing I wish, he gets to average up a little more at 257 last year, but still 92 RBIs in his war with 3.5 last year. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's 26 years old. I felt like last year, like you said, he had a sneaky good season last year. Uh, the only reason I say it's sneaky is because he was overshadowed by DeGrom, Pete Alonso, and McNeil last season. Yes. But don't sleep on Conforto. I mean, he had he had a lone all-star appearance in 2017. Yep. Uh, like you said, um, his stats have been getting better, but his batting average could use a boost. Yep. Um, his, his average has always been around two, the 250s. Yeah. So he's, he's still on average. Um, he's in a one-year contract under arbitration and is up for free agency in 2022. Yes, because pretty much right when we drafted him, he made like got up pretty quick with the team. So yeah, and he was he was on a roller coaster. He was up with the team. He was down again. He was up with the team. Yeah, got injured I think. Um, but when he's healthy and clicking, this guy is good. I like him. Yeah, he definitely has that swing with that power, and there's a reason why we drafted that Ted that year because yeah. at Oregon he displayed it, and then. <laughs> Now coming to the major league, he's definitely coming into his own finally. So I'm very happy for him to finally put it together. I hope they can do it again this year to make us a run because, like we said before, this division is going to be very tough in the NL East. So we'll see what he can do. So we already talked about my number seven is a Trey. So who's your number seven? My number seven is Aaron Judge from the Yankees. I have him a little higher. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, and I'm not, I'm not surprised yeah. either. I have him at number three. <laughs> okay. Wow. Okay. Number three. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, you want me to go first? Yeah, go ahead. All right. So I like Aaron Judge. I mean, this dude is huge in person. I, <laughs> I'm and, surprised you got – like, I understand probably because he probably refused to sign for us that one time. Yes. So. Me, me and Alan, we saw him play here in Norfolk uh, when he was with the, the baby uh, Yankees. And they, they, they came through, and I saw him – he is huge. He he overshadows every single person on that field. Yes. At the end of the game, uh, me and Alan asked him for an autograph. We were in line. Even the lady in front of me who didn't have a pen, I let her borrow my pen to get an autograph. And then he says, sorry, guys, I got to go. The bus is leaving. I was like, are you serious? He gets on the bus. And guess what? That bus didn't move for like 45 minutes. Luckily. Yes. Luckily, Nick Swisher saved the day, right? Yeah. He, Nick Swisher <laughs> sat out there and made sure everyone was signed. But. 
the bus wasn't leaving. Like, I don't know if he just thought we were going to sell the autographs or something. I don't know. Or he just didn't want to deal with people. But that, he signed for a decent amount of people and then got to us like, no, sorry. Yeah, that is like that is like the one autograph. And then what hurts I, the most and then if he got called up and oh, then what he did he, and we're just looking at his autograph prices of like. Not that we were going to sell it because me and Alan, if you guys don't know, we are avid collectors. We really I was like, collect. this one's going to hurt probably for a long time. Right. And so, Aaron, if you're listening, man, you missed us. Come on, buddy. Just just. Hook us up with an autograph when you get back in town. But yeah, like it's it's interesting because all of that you know happens. Um, I remember going after one Makata people. You know, before he got to the league, what after he got traded for the Red Sox, that was a a crazy show that I finally got him like after three days of trying. Yeah, but it happens. But yeah, Wait Aaron Judge, Brian, you know, <laughs> he had a semi. He was a little hurt last year. Um, I still gave him because he he does have the talent, and if he does put it together, that's why I have him at three on my list. But only 103 hits last year, 27 home runs, which is definitely down for him, especially in Yankee uniform. But still bad, 272 with 55 RBIs, but still his war is a 5.4. Yeah, he missed some time due to an injury. So, yeah. I mean, that's probably why his numbers are down a little bit. Yeah. I expect his production to go up, like Alan said, um, especially with his surrounding cast. I mean, geez, this dude can smash the leather off a of baseball. <laughs> well, he um, just lost his rookie record. Right, right, right. But, he, you know, the Duke can rate. Yeah. Um, so, you know, last season he won the De- Wilson Defensive Player of the Year Award. Um, I mean, let's be honest, though. I don't care about his defense. I want to see this guy hit the ball to the moon at every at-bat. Yeah, between him and Stanton, you thought, like, who's going to pitch? And we'll see if yeah. we'll see if Stanton comes back with his – because he was injured I, most I of the year. I think he will. Um, Only time will tell. But, yeah, uh, Judge, that's why I have him at three. I don't – feel like he's a miss he's still young right like so, you said he's young he, he's the third fastest big leaguer to hit 100 home runs in the mlb well when you hit 52 in your first year <laughs> it's kind of hard not to so do that let's see let's see if Pete can top that right right um i mean he's already, he already holds the franchise record as a yankee uh he has the most home runs in the season hit at home beating babe ruth with 33 he's got the most home runs by a rookie with 52 beating joe dimaggio um i mean yeah, yeah he's dude's crazy so if he stays healthy, you talk about like with Trout and everyone like home run derby like you know champ. We'll see what happens. Like so if he puts, but yeah. So that was your number seven. Seven. Yep. We already talked about my number six with okay. Charlie Blackman. So who's your number six? My number six is Jorge Soler from the Kansas City Royals. My he is my number five. Okay, great. I didn't know how close you're going to be on these. these yeah. Lists. So what do you got on him? So you know, um, he was the one I was getting very nervous about with Pete, the home run race with Pete. Yes, he was because out of nowhere he started just going. And I'm like, who is like, where is this coming yeah, from? Who is this guy? Especially <laughs> Kansas City. You're talking about you know they're t- like almost tanking, like you know they're rebuilding, getting the younger players, but. So, you know, 156 hits, 48 home runs. Right, which is the AL home run leader last yeah. season. 265 batting average, 117 RBIs on the Kansas City Royals, and his war was only 3.7. But, wow, 48 home runs. Like, yeah. That, that's why I have him at number five. Like, you put that many home runs up, like, you deserve top five right fielder. You're right. I mean, if, you, if you're out there raking and you're you're contributing a big amount of home runs and hits, uh, I mean, that's you're right. You should be up there in top five. Um, you know, the only thing I have against the guy is that he led the league in strikeouts with yeah. 178. Um, he still needs to get that number up. Uh, but he also finished 21st in MVP voting as well. But obviously, like you said, I mean, when you hit like that, you got to get some votes. Yeah, like, I figured he'd probably be top 20, but... 
maybe because, you know, Kansas City, smaller right. market. Right. A lot of teams didn't probably vote for him. But you'd think with the 48 home runs and the race, how close it was there at the end, like you might would have heard because he passed Trout between him, Trout, and then uh, Bellinger was the only really name started hearing besides Pete. But well, they also Trout also sat near the end of the season. Trout too. got hurt at the very yeah, end, right? So that put him down. So it's like, so then it was literally just him. But you know, we'll see if he put it together again. If he could, I don't expect that number. If forty would be a good season if he does that again. But if, like you said, the strikeouts are just too much. Right, strikeouts are a lot. He's like Mark Reynolds. I know I always God. reference him, but that's because he's a strikeout guy. Strikeout uh, guy, local I mean, guy. Forty-eight's a lot. I would. I think he'd be solid around thirty-five. If he could get strikes out down 35 and still produce like 100 RBIs, I'm perfectly fine with that. Especially that many RBIs being in Kansas City. Oh, yeah. Those are great. That's great yeah, because like we said, with example, Charlie Blackman with that many, what, about thir- just, just less than 30 more hits and almost 30 less RBIs. Well, let's just keep this in mind. Even though he had a lot of strikeouts, he still batted 265. Which is not bad. For if he said he did lead better strikeouts. Than, better than Conforto's. Yeah, so, so. yeah, it's not bad. So, yeah, so he was your number six. Yep. My number five. My so, number five was Conforto, so we've already discussed that. So, then we're at number four. Number so, four. finally, I could talk about my list a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who do you have at number four? Number four, I got Mr. Bryce Harper. Okay, yeah. uh, Bryce Harper is my number three. Okay. So, yeah, you know, going to the Phillies, um, 149 hits, you know, 35 home runs, still nothing to be bad about, but, you know, people still want that 40 from him usually probably because of that power. But 260, yes, let's get the average up, but it's still 114 RBIs in his war was at 4.2 last year. Yeah, man, I mean, Bryce Harper, you know the name. You know who he is. He's a five-tool player. He plays for the Phillies. He's in the second season of his 13-year Three hundred thirty million dollar contract, and then how the season started. This is not a bad stat line because how ugly. Oh, it I know. Was at yeah, first. and all the fans are yelling at this guy. Especially, come on, three hundred thirty million dollars. The way he was playing that first half of baseball was terrible. Right. Not only was he playing terrible, he had to interact with the fans while he's in the you know the batter's box. Yeah, it was. God, it was rough. That. Oh, but luckily he put it together, started hitting them out. Those still those moonshots from Harper is just ridiculous watching those highlights. But you know, only time will tell if that nine more years left on that deal. Right. I mean that deal set the record for the largest contract uh for like a day until Mike Trout signed his. <laughs> Sorry, bro. <laughs> yeah, Not coming. Uh but yeah, like I said, he got heckled by his fans all season long. I expect him to settle in this year and well, put up pretty solid numbers again. I think the biggest thing with him is it's gonna be if um what is if the team can put together because you know gt rubuto this is last year his deal before he could go test free agency okay so all you know new manager you do have you know joe girardi let's see if, if we'll see what joe does with bryce and is that gonna, team is he gonna be on a short leash uh because like like i said last season the phillies missed the playoffs and their manager was gone as, as a result yep two years in now he's the manager of the the Giants. The only thing Harper can't do by himself is bring your team to the playoffs. So they did add pitching. Was still a Wheeler from us. So they need another pit- pitcher because people argue me last year like, what about the Phillies? I'm like, who's your pitcher besides <laughs> Arenado? Well, which is funny because from what, well, no which one. is funny because what I'm understanding is that Wheeler is in a, a position where he's fighting for a starting spot. I thought I heard. Like I'm here like something about fourth. I'm like. You don't pay someone hundred plus million for a fourth. 
I figured he was probably their second pitcher. Right. That's what I was thinking. But we'll see what, you know, maybe Joe's just trying to fire him up. Who knows what okay. Joe's doing. So that was my number four. So who's your number four? My number four, you might have this guy a lot higher in your list, obviously. Uh, but I have Mookie Betts at my number four. Yeah, I got him at number two. Right. And and the reason I have him there is, like I said, his stats didn't impress me a lot. Like, I mean, they were good. But he's great on both sides of the field. You know, last season he's an all-star. Uh, he made the all-second MLB team, won a Silver Slugger award, and a gold glove, which is a good reason to have him as your top two. Yeah. Um, but my thing is I'm looking at his his line. He batted 295, which is good, 29 home runs and 80 RBIs. It's pretty solid. Um, I mean, what do you think? My biggest test, I think, for him is going to be hitting at Dodger Park now. So he's definitely not going to get the 32 home runs this year. Um. Unless, you know, something happens. But I figured 20-something, um, as long as he keeps the average, the RBIs probably will go up if he keeps the average about right. Because that team, like we said, is stacked from top to bottom. People are going to be on base. Right. But the biggest thing, he's going to be the leadoff hitter. So it depends on the back end, you know, later rounds. But Well, there's probably a good reason why he's going to be a leadoff hitter. Um, I mean, the, he led the, se- the league led the league the last two seasons in runs. Yeah. If you lead the league in runs, I mean, that means you get on base. Um, he was officially traded to the Dodgers over the weekend, like you said, or, or recently. Yep. Um, I don't expect him to slow down. I expect him to be a game changer out there. He finished eighth in MVP voting last year. Plus, you know, the guy is multi-talented. He's a great bowler. This dude even competed in the, in the PBA. I remember when I first saw the clip, I'm like, what's Mookie doing on ESPN <laughs> in a bowling shirt? And he was serious. And I'm like, dude, you just won the World Series. What are you doing? And then he's like, he is very competitive right. in bowling. I was like, okay. Right. I got one word to describe that guy athlete yeah and like you said today at the press conference um he's ready to celebrate another championship but in this jersey because they celebrated in la with the red sox yeah so he wants to win again celebrate la but this time with that dodger blue on so only time will tell see if he can do that because you know it's contract year he expects to get more than bryce scott so he's looking around 400 million dollars so we'll see we'll if he see. put it together. Yeah, if he we? has another three straight years of consistently, it's like, yeah, maybe time to pay him. We'll see if who does it and what what happens. Would surprise me if Dodgers do it, but right, right. But we'll see. So he's my number two. He's your four, and my number three is three Bryce Harper. Was Bryce? So then he was my two. So who's your number two? Who is your number three? Aaron Judge. Oh, oh yes. So clearly, either <laughs> someone that's not even. On my list, yeah, has made your number two or one because and, I have and, one and, name left, right? Or, and there could be a reason why, because like you said, these guys play in different positions. You might even have him on a different, completely we'll different see, list. Because I have a feeling it's got to be that for you to be this high and him not on my list. Okay, well, so my, we'll see. My number two is a guy that I think is absolutely a beast, Ronald Acuna Jr. for the Braves. He's on my left fielder list, right? See, so that and, and, and I don't, I could pull up his stats and we could see what how many games he played at each, but he probably split a lot of time at both sides. Um, so, you know, the guy's just twenty two years old. I I think you can expect to see him being talked about for the next decade. He batted two eighty, forty one home runs, one hundred and one RBIs. He was promoted to the big leagues in two thousand eighteen, and he signed an eight year contract for a hundred million dollars. It's the largest contract for any player who with less than a year experience. Yeah. Um, actually, when I just looked at my left fielder list, I forgot to put him on there because I was going over and I totally forgot to put him on my list. 
You didn't so, put him on your left footer list? No. You don't have Ronald Acuna Jr. on your list at all? No, apparently not. I, I guess I messed up because I remember I was like, he's going on my list because I knew top three left fielder, and I totally forgot about when I made my list. But, yeah, the biggest, the craziest news that came out today, what he wants to do. Have you heard what he said he wants to do this year? What do you want to do? Okay, so everyone knows the 30-30, man, 30 home runs, 30 steals. Okay. He oh. wants to be the first 50-50. <laughs> he wants to hit 50 home runs and steal 50 bases. Wow. So, yeah. I, yeah. He was going to be on the left fielder list, but apparently I did a dumb, dumb move and forgot to put him up there. So, last year, he played at all the positions. He played yeah. 100 games in center, right. He played 35 and left. He played 46. Maybe I was looking at the depth chart because they might have him in, in right field. Well, I know um, MLB had him at right, and I know he played a, a good chunk at left. That's why I, was, I thought he was more their left fielder. Yeah, we could have done. Because I think Nick Markagas was mostly the platoon guy in and then now um, Azuna, I figure, is going to play right field. So I okay. feel like he's going to play either center or left field. So what were you saying about the 30? Were you talking about the 30-30 club? Yeah. Well, he wants to do the 50-50 this year. Ah, okay. Because like I said, he last year he led the league in runs with 127, made the all-star team, all-second the MLB team, silver slugger, stolen base leader in yep. the National League. He's also in the 30-30 club, yep. uh, which is when you hit 30 home runs and you also have 30 stolen ba- bases in a single season. Um, he's going to be a great player for years to come. I can't say enough good things about this, this guy. He is really great, and I'm so sad that he's playing against us a lot. Very much so, but 30-30 is great because it's very rarely done now. So no one really steals that many bases. Yeah, I get excited when I see somebody steal a bag, man. So if you're coming out saying you want to steal 50 and then hit 50, 50 diggers, Man, if he gets anywhere close to that, if he steals, here's 50, the MVP trophy. Take it. If he steals 50 bags and 50 homers, I'm gonna get this dude's jersey. I'm not gonna get a Braves jersey. It'll be an All Star jersey, but I'm gonna get it. Cause yeah, if you do anywhere near that, I don't know if anyone's ever done the 40 40. Maybe I, I don't think no one has. So he's not saying I want to be the first 40 40. I want to be the first 50 50. Yeah, just keep your eyes on this guy for the next decade. I mean, when you sign an eight-year contract for $100 million and you played less than a year experience in the major leagues, what does that say about you? What is that? They, they have a lot of faith in you. Like, I'm, It's partially that and also partially that you're betting on yourself that it's working out a deal where you're getting more money now compared to like what you said, like Mookie Betts' last year, his arbitration deal, six yeah. years, yeah. is 27. So you're taking your six years of arbitration plus the extra, what, four, right? Because it's a 10-year deal, right? Uh, well, for Ronald, yeah, eight year deal. And he's year. just so, twenty two. So yeah, so he so two years past would have been his free agency. So still, oh, yeah, yeah, right. You're talking about making a hundred million dollars right. compared to, let's see, say if he gets close to Mookie thirty, then like fifteen, he probably wouldn't make a hundred if he stayed with arbitration. So he's getting a little extra money, yes, two extra years, but it's made he's committing to his team because. This young team coming up through the minor league system, watching them was crazy, especially him. When he came here in Norfolk, I was blown away. And, of course, he was, you know, big shot he was, wasn't signing autographs in, but still just be able to watch him before he became this big name that everyone knows. It was something special, and I can't wait to see what this guy does. Yeah, man, I'm I'm super excited to see him play. So then he was your second one, right? So we clearly had the first. We have to. Yelich. Yeah. Christian Yelich is my number one. Yeah, mine too. So okay, and for good reason, man. This dude is crazy good. I can't imagine the team that they had in Miami when yeah. he was there. Him, yeah. and John he was Carlo. The center fielder. Oh, man. 
and then you had Stanton and Wright, and then Azuna and left. It's crazy. It's like the Detroit with the pitchers. It's like you had this team. Yes, you didn't have pitching, but you had ultimately the best outfield in baseball, probably. So, what do you got to say about Mr. Yelich? You know, of course, he missed, I think, what, the last three weeks of the season, if I remember correctly, but 161 hits, 44 home runs, batted 329 and 97 RBIs at 7.1 war. Mm hmm. And this is coming off his MVP season. Yes. And I think he finished in the top three, I remember, right? Or he, uh, he, fin- he finished second in MVP. Yeah, running. that's what I thought. So, yeah, yeah, it was man. very close. Even though if So if he stayed healthy, he probably would have been batting back if he got the numbers a little higher with Bellinger stayed healthy. He got a little more home runs. But it was very close, if I remember correctly. So, yes. So, so those stats are like like out of a video game. Yeah. And not only that, he also had 30 stolen bases. Man, it's just, like, it's crazy that you get traded and you've been, like, this okay guy, you know. Right. Because you're under Stanton. Stanton was yeah. the guy. Especially yeah. that year before they got traded, he's the one that when he hit the 60 home runs. Yep. Yes, they did terrible, but he still won MVP that year. And then next year, you won MVP. It's crazy. The year after that, you came second. You probably would have won again if you didn't get hurt, possibly. Yeah. And then, hell, if you didn't get hurt, he probably made that catch in the Walker game and, and then they would have moved on instead of the Nationals. Right. Because he was injured, and the right fielder made the the bad play in the wild card game. They should not have come back. There is no way they should have came so back. So with Yelich there, Yelich probably would have made that mistake. Who right, knows? Right. But and, and also, last year, he led the league in OPS with a 1.1. Um, he went back-to-back in the following categories. All-Star, Silver Slug Award, Hank Aaron Award, National Batting Champ. He was also named to the All-MLB First Team last season. Um, I mean, he's building quite a resume since his days in Miami. Yeah, he's definitely put together. Um, definitely gonna be getting paid. Oh if yeah, he puts another year like these last two together this year. Man, whoo! No wonder Miami traded him because they yeah, couldn't man, afford him. Got to respect his game. All right, so we both the same first. So let's go through our top ten. All right, I have Puig at ten, Nick Cassianos at nine, Michael Conforto at eight, Trey Manzini seven, Charlie Blackman six, Jose Solor. At number five, Bryce Harper at number four, Aaron Judge at three, Mookie Betts at two, and Christian Yelich at one. All right, and I had at number 10, J.D. Martinez. At number nine, I had Charlie Blackman. Eight was Trey Mancini. Seven is Aaron Judge. Six, Jorge Soler. Five is Michael Conforto. Four is Mookie Betts. My number three is Bryce Harper. Number two is Ronald Acuna Jr., who Allen doesn't even have on his list. <laughs> so we made a mistake, whatever happens. <laughs> and number one, I have Christian Yelich. All right. So <laughs> next is going to be center fielders, and you're clearly your top five center fielders is your all-around kind of guys. And then it was the other half of me was difficult between you want your defensive center fielders or a little more offensive. So it's going to be a very interesting list that we're going to go through. So Right. I mean, like I said, this the center fielders was the hardest one I had – I, I had to do. I, I couldn't focus on it. It's like, it was, I don't know what it was. My like top five, six were easy. After that, the last four spots is where it took me a while to figure out. I mean, I have a couple. Of, I have a couple of mentions on my center fielders that who just didn't make the cut. You might even have them on your list. Okay. 
you want to go ahead and just talk about them? And then I'm just going to do really brief about them, unless you have somebody on your list, and, yeah. then, and then we'll touch base. So the first mention I have was Danny Santana from Texas. Nope. Okay, he had 283 batting average, 28 home runs, 81 RBIs, but he spent a lot of time between the minors and the majors the last couple of seasons. Yep. I think that's why he didn't make my list, uh, because it wasn't certain, and who knows. But he still put up good numbers. Yep. And then the second one I had, who you might be on your list, I'm not sure, I had Brett Gardner from the Yankees. I do not. Okay, great. Um, he had a batting average of 251, 28 home runs, 74 RBIs. Pretty good for a 36-year-old guy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then again, he plays for the Yankees, so I'm not surprised at all. Exactly. All right, well, good. So those are my mentions, and if you don't have them on your list, then let's start with your number 10. My number 10 is um, he was on MLB's list and made mine, even though he missed the majority of the year with injuries. I feel like when he puts a full year together, he could be possibly a pretty good uh, center fielder, I have actually met Brandon Nemo. Nemo. Okay, let me take my list. Check my list real quick. You know what's funny? I had Nemo on my list. I took him off. I put him back on. I I reevaluated all the center fielders and said, you know what, Nemo, I'm sorry, but I don't want everybody to think I'm just putting Mets on my top tens. So I had to leave him off of this one. I feel like like with the talent and what he put together before the injury and stuff, because. There was a lot of say that he might not even play the rest of the year because it was that, but then he finally came back and kind of struggled. Maybe he wasn't fully healthy yet, so maybe this whole offseason we'll see what he does. But with the little bit of games he did, he had 44 hits, 8 home runs. The batting average was terrible because I feel like when he came back, he did struggle because I don't think he was healthy. Right. I think he got cleared to play but wasn't healthy completely. Um and then 29 RBIs, the little bit he played. but that's, that's probably why he didn't make my top 10. I was just thinking, yeah. Yeah, but I think with total, if he does have a complete season and he has been better, his defensive is there. That's why I think they let – um. wow, why am I drawing a name blank? But um, – oh, La- Lagaris, go. Oh, okay. Lagaris, um, yeah. And then we traded um, with Houston for the defensive center fielder, but – I think Nimmo, even though they tried to, you know, trade for Starling Barte, I think the demand was too high. But well, you know, they also offered, or, or I mean, they were talking about trading for Mookie Betts, and Nimmo was in the mix of well, that. Yeah, because they want to send a fielder back, which right. Nimmo is a good talent. He is a first rounder draft pick, but um, in most teams, even all the trades I think Mets talked with, they wanted. Jeff McNeil and Mets ah. said no, thank you. Yeah, I, I, that's a good move, Mets. I want to do it either. Yeah, if that's the centerpiece, like they try to trade like Nimmo and like JD and a prospect. Yeah. Okay, yes, right. Especially for Mookie, you don't know if he's gonna walk away. This is a one year rental. Yeah, I'm not giving you McNeil. Yeah, Get sorry, here. but that's why I figure he's break right there at my top ten. So who's your n- number ten? My number ten is Jackie Bradley Jr. He's my number nine from the Red Sox. Yeah, you know he's pretty solid every year. I can count on this guy to get over a hundred hits. Yeah, like for the team. no power, but defensively he's great, and then he is definitely great defensively. Average. Yeah, I mean, what's he's, the stat line looking like? Like he had 116 um, hits, 27. I mean, 21 home runs. Yes, his average was not great last year at 225. I'm pretty sure they're really hoping with Mookie leaving that he steps that average up. But 62 RBIs, he 2.0 WAR. He's really known for his defensive out there, and and, and that's Fenway. what I want in a center fielder. I want a guy who's gonna Get range, cover the field, throw people out. If he hits, he hits, but he's got to protect the the field, the fence. You know. Yeah, like you definitely when you look at your um, what you call it, uh, center fielders. You don't really get many power center fielders. Right. You get your average 
guys, your speed guys, then you have defensive guys. And when the guys that are powerful are, are really separating yeah. themselves. And then they're they're your center fielders for quite a while, then eventually they'll go to the corners because they're you know, not as yeah. fast as they were. Right. But Jack Lee's definitely that defensive guy, and he has the potential to hit for average, at least get 100 hits, like you said. Yeah. He does strike out a lot, makes some bets, but I feel like he can definitely be a, a star for Boston if he gets that average up. So he's my number nine. He was your 10. So who's your number nine? My number nine is David Dahl of Colorado. He is not my list. Okay. Um, well, you know, he was drafted 10th overall in 2012. Uh, this season, uh, this last season, he batted 302, 15 home runs, and 61 RBIs. And that was only in 100 games played. Um, he was selected to the All-Star team last year. Um, you know, it looks like this prospect might be starting to pan out for years to come. We'll see. Yeah, it's definitely time to tell, you know, with that team. They definitely got to see what happens, especially in that division with that Dodgers stacking up like they yep. are and Padres yep. going and then Diamondbacks. So they could possibly be the fourth team in that five-team division. And that's why with the expansion of the playoffs, there's possibility where, like, okay, we're going to tank, trade where our players. Yeah. I like, mean, Arenado, like, just get something forward. Or this is, is there a, possibly where we can sneak in when they if they do expand the playoffs? We'll if, see what happens. Yeah, and if they do, this is the time to start thinking about your future franchise. Yeah. Because if you know, like, if you look at Dodgers, oh, we're, we can't compete. Unless, you know, traumatic injuries happen and stuff, then you're like, I have a chance. Or they just flop. But, yeah, he definitely has the talent to grow with that team and – being right next to Charlie Blackman, you can't <laughs> right you can't hurt go, you. you. Can't go wrong with that. So we'll definitely see if that if he grows this year and c- continues. So he was your number nine, right? So yep. So we are at number eight. Yeah. So my number eight was Max Kepler. Oh wow! I <laughs> I thought highly of this guy. He is all the way at my number three. Oh wow! Yes. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean. Very interesting. Wow. Yeah, this is going to be an interesting list. All right. Well, he's my number eight. He's your number three. So clearly you like him more. So let's go. Why don't you let you talk about him? Yeah, I do like this guy, man. Um, he's a pool hitter. Um, he, he's going into his second season on a five-year deal. It's only worth $35 million, so they got a good deal on this guy. Um, he batted 252, 36 home runs, 90 RBIs. Yep. He set the record last season for hitting the most home runs in a single season by a European-born player. I did not know he was from Europe. <laughs> Career high last season in home runs, runs, hits. He finished 20th in the MVP voting. I have him so high because of the potential. He set the bar high, and he could be even higher than that. I mean, I think he'll make the all-star team again this season, and he'll be in the MVP discussion again. Yeah, I figure like why I put him at number eight. He had a great season last year. I want to see him do it again. Right. I, so, I completely understand especially that. Especially, like, like I said, the top five, is, you know, really you're, you have your top three like on my list. He was your what? Your number three? Number three, man. He, he's got wow, the, dude. He's got the potential. He has potential, but I'm surprised he got up there. I can't wait to see. Well, the rest I know, of your list. I know why he. I know why he's not okay. Yeah, we'll get into it. But but yeah, like you know, I want to see him put another year together. He definitely if he gets the average up about we'll say 280, I'll definitely like his numbers a lot more. Um, but like I said, we'll see what he can do this year. If you guys are listening to this, let's just keep an eye out for Max Kepler this season. Let's see what this guy does. Yeah. So now we're going to have to keep track of Kepler. So he was my number eight. He was your number three. Who's my, your number eight? My number eight is a guy that I love. He He's played in Norfolk. I don't know if he made your list at all. Mike Yasminski. I just wrote his name. Mike Yaz. 
for San Francisco. And I'm going to tell you why. Is he on your list? He's not my list. All right, he's my number eight. Last year was his was his um he was a rookie last season. He's finally getting his shot after spending time in the minors. Um, you know, he's best known for his grandfather, Carl. Uh, but he's, he's, <laughs> he's 29 years old, so he's a, a little older r- rookie. But last season, he batted 272, 21 home runs, 55 RBIs, and he did that in 107 games. Um, so I feel like if you give Yaz a full year, those numbers going to increase, and we're going to really see what he can do, especially for the Giants. Like I said, like, no one plans them to compete. Like, if they sign Puig, it's going to be – try to flip them for an extra prospect right. or something, or maybe they just benefit and then sign them long-term because they're not going to compete. I think their over-under is less than like 75, and I think it's less than that. Well, that's what I'm saying. Because get- <laughs> they they lost Mad Bomb, so you're yeah. down a pitcher. Big pitcher. So with that team like it is, I feel like, yes, he can give a bright spot. And defensively in Norfolk, he is a great defensive player. And then he did have some power here, and especially come off the water where balls die a lot here in Norman. Yeah. So I'm very glad he finally got his chance. I feel like every decent player that we like to enjoy go somewhere and they get their chance. Right. Except for Chance Cisco. <laughs> well, he, he ain't going nowhere yet. So I know. That's, that's, okay, that's another story. But, but, yeah, so I do like him. Great kid. Um, I love the story, and I'm glad they got a chance to play in Boston this year. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, like, that storyline, like that was cool. That's that's one thing. When he was here in Norfolk, I was hoping Granddad come down here, right, like yeah. watch that a game and just it, like, just happen. to meet him once. But, but it didn't happen. But, but when they played in Boston, they they even made it a kind of a big deal. His his grandfather and him got to throw out the first pitch or something. He yes, the second game they threw, but then MLB did an interview with him. They they threw out the field talking because. You know, uh, Mike's dad passed away when he was a minor league player and stuff. So, and his grandfather was always in baseball, so it's not like he was around much. Right. But I know something special to play catch with your grandson, who is an MLB player in the place, especially the spot where he played at yeah. left field. So, it was very interesting. And I was it was a good storyline, especially knowing met Mike a couple times here in Norfolk. Get his autograph. Um, kind of a quiet guy, but he goes out there and plays. Yeah, definitely. So I'm glad he got his shot. I can't wait to see what a full year. That's what I'm saying, man. Does so. And I, I understand, you know, he doesn't have two years of experience to really show it like like a big full yeah. year. But from what he did last season, I, I, I got to get him on my list. All right. So he was your seven. Number eight. Number eight. So we're on seven now. Number seven for me is uh, Victor Robles of the Washington Nationals. Victor Robles. Rookie year last year, he really good defensive, um, very speed guy. Watching from the minor leagues, you know, I knew he was something just like all these other guys. Like you could see, yeah. Um, I, I teetered back and forth with him, man. He he almost made my ten spot, but like I said, it, it's just it was a weird, yeah, weird thing. With his speed defensive and not bad, this for his numbers being a rookie year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So 139 hits, 17 home runs. 255 average, 65 RBIs, and his war was a 4.1. Yeah, well, they, they played great last year. And they did, and this is his rookie season, so he yep. can only grow from here. And, you know, having Juan Soto to your left and then, let's say, Adam Eaton to your right, like it's, and then your second full season with the team, because I think I'm pretty sure he started day one since Eden didn't need to play center field anymore since they lost Bryce, so it cleared him a spot to play. So, I only see up potential with him. So, that's why he made my number seven list because 
he had a pretty decent year for his rookie year. And based on that, you just expect him to keep it going. Yeah, it I agree. It wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, yeah. especially on that team. I mean, the team is solid. I, I between this young outfield with them and then the young outfielder in Atlanta, it's just like watching them like, why my division? <laughs> and and the, and the good pitchers are there, and the infield's great with Trey Turner. I mean, yeah. yeah. Zimmerman staying, sticking around. I like it. Yeah. So it's definitely going to be interesting watching him grow. So he was my seven. Who's your number seven? My number seven is Ramon Laureano from Oakland. Okay. He did not make my list, if I remember. Nope. Man, yeah, this list, th- our list right here is just not a, not even close, man. Uh, so uh, he, you might remember him uh, for robbing Joey Votto of a home run to help Mike Fires, the whistleblower from the Astros, pitch his second career no-no. Okay. Yep. Um, anyways, he batted 288, 24 home runs, 67 RBIs. He even had 13 stolen bases. So I see a lot of upside for this guy. He's just 25 years old. Well, yeah, you know, he definitely has potential. And like I said, like before, Oakland's that team you don't really hear much about. Besides, they somehow, you know, they're right there and they get in the wild card every year, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, every year. Um, hopefully soon, because I feel like maybe when they get a good deal, they get their own stadium, they might get better. Because, you know, Oakland Raiders are now gone this year, so that's their stadium. So they're working on a deal, and the renderings looks good. So hopefully, I don't think Oakland wants to lose their only last team. Right. Fans got a roof for someone. Yeah, they already lost Golden State. They now lost the Raiders. This is their one team left. They better give them a deal to get their stadium. How crazy would it be to watch uh, Oakland, uh, their fans dressed up like Raiders fans in the baseball stadium? That would be funny. Man, that's – but, yeah, like he definitely has a bunch of potential. He's young. And in that division, who knows what happens. Okay. Uh, So that's my number seven. Who do you have at six? Six, I had Lorenzo Cain. From the Brewers. Did he not make your list? He did not. Wow. Yeah, man. We are on a whole nother okay, level. Okay, I understand right he had a definitely a down year um compared to what he's used to. He is getting up there in age. Um yeah, yeah. it won't surprise me since Ryan Braun announced that this is his last year, that they move Kane next year to right. It won't I mean to left. It would not surprise me one bit if that happens. Right. Um, so pretty sure this will probably be this probably will be his last season at center field most likely, but you know last year 146 hits, 11 home runs, 260 average, 48 RBIs, 2.3 WAR. Like he's been consistently a great center fielder. Yeah. Yes, last year was a down year, but I don't know. I feel like he can have a bounce back year, especially with Yellage, Ryan Braun. Like you still can't go wrong with that outfielder. Yes, he's getting older, so he's probably a little slower. So, for yeah. a center fielder, yeah, I mean, if you check out Baseball Reference, for some reason, I guess they think they're fortune tellers because they're predicting the projections for next season. Uh-huh. Uh huh. They got him projected to bat two seventy six. Sounds all right. Forty five RBIs, twelve home runs, hundred forty one hits. So yeah, I mean, if he puts up numbers like that, it's still pretty solid. Yeah, I'm not because he's the leadoff hitter, if I'm almost certain. So that's why the RBIs yeah, are not there, which so. is understandable. Yeah, because he's the one that gets batted in okay. because he gets on base. But even he has, like he said, like 146 hits, 11 home runs. He's not a power guy, but he does get on base. He's the leadoff hitter, and defensive is there. But yes, the down year because he is not. You know, he is getting up there in age. But like I said, Ryan bon- Braun said this is his last year. It doesn't, that means, wouldn't surprise me, he's going to go to left and they bring a younger, faster guy from center field. 
So, like I said, center fielders go to the corners after a certain right. amount of time, so it won't surprise me if that happens. So he's my six. Who's your six then? My number six is a guy who I feel is under the radar. He puts up good numbers. He just needs to work on his batting average to take it to the next level. Um, you know, with that being said, I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't make if he made the All Star team this season. I mean, he's got the talent too. I have at number six Randall Grichuk from Toronto. Nope, not on my list. <laughs> he's uh, his batting average was two thirty two, so that needs to be improved. But he hit thirty one home runs with eighty RBIs. Mm, not bad. Yeah, so, so I like the guy, and especially, you know, Toronto's, they're trying to make moves. They're in a tough division. Tough division, and like I said, that could be another team with the expansion of the playoffs, especially that young team with Vlad Jr. and the Biggio and them that could make some noise in that division. Like, you know, you see Yankees, like, okay. Mm. Then you're going to see the Rays, who did compete, like, wildcard team. Like, they are not probably be too much further. Like, okay. Red Sox trade Mookie. They're almost about to maybe take a year, see what happens with the other players. Right. Everyone is competitive like, except Orioles. Exactly. <laughs> so then you're sitting like, okay, we're ultimately the third best team yeah. in the division now. Or you, tied. Yeah, third. We'll say fourth. third because with Mookie okay. gone, I don't oh, really okay. see Red Sox. So I, can, I feel like I can agree. Yankees first, you know, Rays second, and then them third. And then who knows? Yeah. If that young team can make that step, maybe they go in front of the Rays. Right. Or if Yankees have an off year somehow. and Man, if the Yankees have an off year, I would thoroughly be shocked. Same here, like especially Garrett Cole there. I think also everyone wants to see a Dodger-Yankee World Series now. I think that's a favorites, which yeah. don't surprise me if you look at their lineups. It'd be like a couple other. of mini all-star teams playing each other. Yeah, But I'm just saying you can't have an off year when your whole team is stacked. Like when you're missing a starter, an ace, and that's who you get your offseason – and then you miss the playoffs or just lose your first round, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> so hold on. Let's let's recap here. Have we had anybody that's the same on our list so far? Um Jackie Bradley Jr. was very close. <laughs> that's about it. But he wasn't on your list though. Because he was your ten. My, he was my number nine. Oh, okay, great. That's about okay, it. Okay, okay. <laughs> Everyone else, either we don't have on each other's list or we're a little higher. Like I said, center field was tough. Yeah. So he was your... Number six. Six. Mine was Alonzo Cade. You'd have on your list. So who's your five? So we're at number five. So mine was Whit Merrifield. Okay. um, I think I had Whit on one of my other lists. Your second base because that's what he played. But rumor is he's going to be moved to center field this year. Okay. And that's that's perfect. So that's why I put him on that right there because how his season was... That his stat line, if he keeps this number yeah. offensively, and he's decently at center field, that he is a top five center fielder. Oh yeah, absolutely. If his numbers stay the same, yeah, because you know, yeah. two hundred six hits, sixteen home runs, batted three three hundred two, seventy four RBIs, and a four point oh WAR. Yeah, if you put those numbers up, and then decently in the outfield, like that's potential top five outfielder absolutely. or center fielder. Absolutely. So that's why I had him right at five, like. He's most likely to play center field. He had the numbers. He had a great year last year. So that's why he had a cro- he cracked right there at number, my number five list. Yeah, and I respect it. Like I said, I had him on a different position. Yeah, because he played mostly second but baseman. He but he made my list. Yeah. So he's a great player. Definitely. So who's your number five then? Uh, my number five is Sterling Marte. Okay, yeah. We're close. I have it at number four. Okay. Yeah, so as, as we, we talked about recently, Sterling was uh, recently traded to the D-backs from the Pirates. Um, yeah. 
You got his stat line from last yeah, season? Yeah, he, he's always been consistent. So you know what you're getting with him. He's definitely getting older. But last year he put up uh, 159 hits, 23 home runs. He batted 295, 82 RBIs, and then his war was only 2.9. Right. and But I th- that's on a Pittsburgh Pirates team that we knew that was garbage. Exactly. And I have him in my top five because even though he was on a Pittsburgh team, he put up those great numbers setting career highs in home runs and RBIs. Yeah, um, he's been consistent. That's why a lot of teams wanted to trade for him. Yeah, just it felt like weird how for the Mets he wanted they wanted two prospects and an MLB player, but yet they only got two prospects from Diamondbacks. Yeah, it's crazy. Like right? they bulked and then they had to take the best deal that was out there because we gave them a, a a fair deal and they just didn't realize that it was a fair deal. I guess at the time. Yeah, because they wanted demo and two prospects, and they just got two prospects. That's not even a top one hundred prospects. We're willing to give a top 100 prospect. With Nemo. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. But um, who knows? So, we'll see Tom and tell if it happens. But right, he, he is older, so we'll see how much longer he does play center field. Well, yeah. And also, you know, now that he's on a team that's focused on winning again, I think his numbers could be on the same level as they were last season, if not better. Oh, yeah. Uh, definitely. Like, with that Diamondbacks team, the younger team, like, he's definitely going to be re-energized. Definitely, <laughs> yes. Uh, addition with that team. That's why I had him at four, because he's consistent. He's your number five, but... It's very interesting with the team to see where he goes from East Coast to West Coast. And, yes, unfortunately, he does have to play Dodgers a lot and the Padres. But we'll see what he does with that and what that team does. So he's my four. Who's your four? Okay, so my number four, and this is why I was saying you're like, oh, Max Kepler's in your top three. Well, well, yeah, who- so I I was certain I know the rest of your list, but I want to know how. Right. Because so, so my top three were locked. A lot of people said these three were the best three. And did you put someone in at three? I was like, who's out well the reason this guy is out is because of the scandal scandal. yes and i and and that just like i said loses cool points with me but i have george springer at my number four yeah he would have been higher he would have been higher but i just can't get over the fact that these numbers don't lie yeah i like i haven't done the stat stat and see who's used the most bangs i know someone did the work out there i've i really (laughs) haven't looked it out and see who got so many bangs and stuff someone did went back and well, had some time I didn't hand. either, but I just I checked out the guy who apologized. Yeah. <laughs> and as we can see, those numbers were clearly tainted. Yeah, but you know, Springer's always been there um consistently the last couple of years. That's why he's definitely in the top three. Oh, he's great. For me. Maybe. Yeah. So we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> but you know, 140 hits, 39 home runs. He batted 292, 96 RBIs and wore a six point two. He's at least top five, but yeah, like most I said, said like people said, you have your top three. He's definitely one of them. You have him at four because of the scandal. I can kind of see where some people are going to be biased and see him put up those numbers this year when people are going to be under the Astros microscope. Yeah, this year. Yeah, the last. So we're talking about especially he only has a year or two left on his deal. Well, he's going to probably uh, get a good deal like the guy we we talked about earlier. Because um, what I'm saying is. They've been cheating since at least 2017. Well, least. The, he was he was an all-star in the last three seasons. Last season, he also won a Silver Slugger and finished seventh in MVP voting. I hope this whole scandal thing doesn't affect his stats. I'm very interested to see what he's going to put up yeah, this year regardless. definitely been one of my favorite players the last couple of years. Me, so, and that's how I feel about him. Altuve was one of my favorite players, and now I really don't know what to think about these guys. It's, yeah, it's going to be very interesting. So, yeah, yeah so this is his last year of his deal. Because last year he signed a two-year deal to, to avoid arbitration, a two-year $24 million. So, yeah. 
So this, I think, pretty sure is last year's deal. Then he'd be a free agent. Well, you know what? <laughs> uh, I know we still got to go through our top threes, um, but I have a feeling that we're going to at least be on the same page for our number one. I think for a top two, because you already know who your third is. I know who my third is, but who's and your number three? My number three was George Springer, so oh. now we're on top two. Okay, so yeah, our top two. So It could be flip-flop, but you, I know, doubt how, it. you know how I feel about the I highly one. doubt it. <laughs> so so I'm almost certain we both got Bellinger at two. Yeah, we do. Okay, yeah. all right, so we're agreeing on our top two. Yeah, because, you know, <laughs> everyone was like, oh, well, he's MVP, but I'm like, I'm sorry. I don't care what he is. Until number one proves me wrong, he's the best player in baseball. Until so, he breaks both his legs and can't see. But, you know, Belger had a great year. Absolutely great. I'm not taking nothing and, away from the And guy. it's not like he came out of nowhere. Like, we knew he was a good player, but when he finally put it together this past year, it's like, wow. You know, 170 hits, 47 home runs, and batting 305. And look at his war. Nine. A nine war. Is straight ridiculous for a single season. Yeah, I mean his his career war is a seventeen point four. Um, you know, I have him in my center fielder. You know, he did play a hundred. Um, he did play hundred and fifteen games in right field though. But he's not gonna play this year with Mookie there. Right, right. And um, <clears throat> yeah, dude's a stud. I mean, he's twenty four years old. There's a reason he's he's up here. I mean, there's a, he could be he could Man, easily be my number one. It's just gonna be so interesting who's gonna get these hits and everything with this Dodger lineup now. Who's not gonna get these hits? Yeah, like who's gonna get all these RBIs? Like, oh sorry, clear the bases. Sorry, you gotta get on base now. Yeah, when you got three guys who're gonna put up a hundred RBIs, probably. Who yeah, like if they keep Jock, it's gonna be very interesting. If I, if I wasn't a Mets fan, I'd be right there with you. I'd want to see the Dodgers and Yankees play too because like, that's they're crazy. the clear favorites both leagues. Like if they. Stumble as of right now, it's gonna be looking of like what happened. Hey, I'll take another Subway series as long as it doesn't end like it did last time. Who are you telling? <laughs> but yeah, so we already talked about our number two clearly, you know. But number one, it's a clear cut favorite. No one else, I think, has him. Anything else is Mike Trout. Yeah, man, the dude's untouchable. When you don't finish less than top five at MVP votes of all of your seasons, that's that says everything about you. Right. Even your one season, you had a bad year because you got injury. You still finished the top five. Is ridiculous. Yeah, man. He he has been an all star every single season since 2012. He missed almost a month and still got MVP. He's a three time AL MVP award winner, seven time Silver Slugger award winner. He's won almost every award there is. Dude's an absolute monster. He's playing on another planet. I just feel bad for any team who passed on him. We probably did, too. <sighs> Tell me but, about it, man. You know, and I'm kind of happy he, you know, re-signed with the Angels. He believes, but I just hope he gets the opportunity to play in October. Right. I'm glad he's he's he wants to be a franchise guy. I just wish he got more exposure, and I'm glad that the team's building around him. And I'm also glad he decided not to do what the rumor said was to go sign with Phillies with Bryce. I would be I, heartbroken. I would have just gave up. <laughs> I would like, I'm done. I guess we're not going to watch baseball for another 10 years because we know bet- we're not between making it. <laughs> we know what was going on in Atlanta. And then we see what you know Nationals is doing. And then we see that I'll yeah. be like, I'm done. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad everybody in our our division is stepping up though, because it's yeah. exciting to watch. Besides Miami. Well, yeah, we all know about Miami. Derek Jeter's got a plan, I'm sure. I hope um, so. But, but I feel like I feel like we're in a great time where we're actually getting to watch a living legend play the game. Yeah, everyone, every you know generation has that player. Absolutely. Um, if you look, if you think about it, you know, '90s you had Ken Griffey, Cal Ripken. 
You had a lot of players. Yeah, in the 90s, and, then, I mean. and then 80s, you know, and 70s, 60s. You also had that generation of player. And then watching Mike Trout, you know. You don't appreciate what you're watching until it's done. Yeah, and then, unfortunately, he plays on the West Coast, so a lot of us here on the East Coast don't get to watch his games unless he plays the East Coast. Right, exactly. Because, you know, his games all starts at 10, 30 at 10 night. o'clock, right? And nobody's staying up the whole time to watch on the East I Coast. I might get to catch a few eggs before I go to bed. Right. Um, yeah, man, like, if we if we talk about in comparison to a different sport, like, I, I would say he's today's LeBron James. Um, you know, because you yeah. have MJ for a generation, Kobe, uh-huh. now you have LeBron. Well, he's playing today, and you know those guys are future greatness, yeah. Hall of Famers, legends. He's like that for baseball. Um, I mean... You can insert any legend in the sport and just compare him to him because he'll, he'll fit the bill. Uh, last season, he batted 291, 45 home runs, 104 RBIs. His war was an 8.3. Uh, and I like, like I said, I like his team making offseason moves. I expect him to feed off that energy and come out swinging. Yeah. And like you said, missing almost a, the last month of yes. baseball. And you still had 45 home runs. Because he was, if he stayed, like he would have probably been right there with Pete. In the home run race last year. Absolutely. Because at 45 home runs, him and Pete were right there. It was like, okay, Pete got the lead. Oh, nope, Mike just tied. Yeah, Mike Or Bellinger just tied. Yeah. That's what was like how close it was there at the end. It reminds me of the Maguire and Sosa Yeah, so it being, you know, 60-something, it ended up being, you know, <laughs> oh, there goes 55 today. Yep, yep. Um, but, yeah. yeah, like, until he definitely takes that step back where he doesn't finish the top five MVP, he's going to be the number one probably for me. Yeah. And then – I really hope he gets to, like I said, play the some playoff baseball. I do too. I feel like this year they're going to make that push. I, I really do. I, I think, think it's going to be close. I, it really is, especially depending on what the Astros do, because that same division. I expect the Astros to win seventy games. <laughs> now that they ain't got the system in play, I really want to. They're under a microscope. Yeah, they got a lot more pressure on them. They got to forcibly be. You know, apologetic. All this is coming out, and then they did lose Garrett Cole, so they lose yeah, potential the potential pitcher. ace. So, yes, they have you know Zach Greinke to step into that second role, but they still got good pitching. They do, but you know, like I said, Verlander's older. Greinke is older. Verlander still pitched a no hitter this yeah, year. Yeah, but like I said, we get we get said. Greinke almost pitched a no hitter. He should have. Yeah. Gosh. Uh, George Springer is coming to into his contract for right. his test free agency. Well, I'm just I just want to see how their players do in general. Yeah, and not the pitching staff. The pitching staff is there. I'm talking about the hitters. Yeah, and I can't wait to see this press conference tomorrow. Me so, too. Yeah. All right. So that was our list. So let's go over. So mine at are very field. different. <laughs> yes. So at number ten, I got Brandon Nimmo. Number nine, Jackie Bradley Jr. Number eight, Max Kepler. Number seven, Victor Robles. Number six, Lorenzo, Lorenzo Kane. Number five, Whit Merrifield. Number four, Starling Marte. Three, George Springer. Two, Corey Bellinger. Number one, Mike Trout. All right. And my uh, center fielder top tens, I have ten. Jackie Bradley Jr. Number nine is David Dahl. Number eight, Mike Yaz. Number seven, Ramon Laureano. Six, Randall Grichuk. Five, Starling Marte. Four, George Springer. Three, Max Kepler. Two, Cody Bellinger. And do you even have to ask? Number one, Mike Trout. Yeah. So our last positions, we're finally going to do our top ten positions these last three weeks, is left field. All right. And my number ten, 
he had a terrible year last year. I know who you're talking about, and I'm going to tell you right now. He's not he on your list. He did not make my list. Yeah. I know he should. He, he absolutely should well, make yeah. the list. Healthy, just, he should. I understand. Um, but, yeah, Giancarlo Stanton, like, with that talent, he's healthy. He's definitely a top 10. When you pay the guy $300 million, he better be a top 10 player. Yeah. So, I know he is. In my heart, he's great. It's just the last year, I, he, just, he just didn't get it done. I know he's yeah, injured, but. Definitely injured. You know, the limit he did get to play, he only had 17 hits, three home runs, and 288 batting average. Right. It's hopefully this offseason he got healthy. He's ready. Only time will tell the next couple weeks how he looks. Um, because all mostly everyone be reports to tomorrow. I think so too. Yeah, I you could definitely tell towards the end of the season he definitely he tried like he still wasn't there. So we'll definitely see. Uh, but yeah, that's why he barely made my list of top ten. Right, he should have made my list. I know he should have made my list. Actually, now realizing that I left the coup down, he probably would have made my list. <laughs> right, you know, and I know John Carlos should have made my list, but last year he didn't get it done. And I want to give somebody else some spotlight because he's going to make your 10 list every other year. Yeah. He's going to probably make it next, next year. If I he definitely puts it together. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to predict that this year he's going to have a pretty good year because look at everybody around him. How can you not, if you're half the John Carlos Stanton, we know you're going to put up good numbers. Well, yeah, especially after DJ LeMay, who's year, they're going to not pitch to him as much. They got to, so, p- well, <laughs> then Stanton's going to be there. Like who, who like, do you pitch to yeah. regardless of who's so there? it's going to be very interesting. Because especially if it's a game that Garrett Cole pitches, you know it's going to be a very minimal run, so you're going to figure out who you're going to pitch to. I'm just saying, John Carlo to Gary Sanchez, it doesn't matter. you got to pitch to somebody who's going to hit. Yeah. It doesn't so, matter. So who's your number 10? My number 10 is from San Diego, Tommy Pham. Yeah, didn't make my list. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, you know, his batting average is 273, 21 home runs, 68 RBIs, and he had 25 stolen bases. The guy had 155 hits, 77 runs. Last season with the Rays, uh, he reached the base safely in 40 straight games, breaking a, ra- a Rays uh, record. Uh, he even led the major in infield hits. That's pretty impressive. Uh, you know, he had the best fielding percentage of all the major league left fielders, and he was traded to the Padres this offseason. season. Uh- I'm retarded. He's on my list. <laughs> okay. He's on your list? Yeah. I was going to say, it's pretty good. I mean, he probably, how how high up is he? Number five. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, like I remember when the trade happened, it was very shocking. And a lot of the Rays players were shocked too. Yeah. But, you know, we'll see what happens. But definitely a great player. And, you know, Rays maybe got the better in the deal. Well, only time will tell. But yeah, he definitely has potential. And, San Diego needs all the extra help they need because they do have a young infielder, but the outfielder was a little struggle. But, you know, put it together like he did, you know, the average is pretty good. You know, the the worst thing about it, it's not a great ballpark to hit in for home runs because it is out west that parks are pretty big. So we'll see if you put it together this year. So who is your number nine? At number nine, I have – a guy from our team that we love to root for, J.D. Davis. Okay. Oh, pretty good with J.D. Um, he didn't make my list. Um, great player. You know, um, it's possibly what they think with um, the guy they've traded for this year, um, Marquez, that the Mets traded for, where J.D. never really got the playing time with the Astros. He finally got the chance last year with the Mets and right. took all advantage of it. Right, yeah. His first full MLB season last year, and he did not disappoint. And I think the reason he didn't make my list because the uncertainty of what left field is going to be for the Mets with, you know, 
Oh, well, man. well, I'm gonna tell you while he's in in the Mets uniform, he's batting 307, 22 home runs and 57 RBIs. That's and solid. You, yeah, you definitely tell outfielder was he's not used to as much playing. Like some of the stuff that happens, the plays he made. Yep. It was definitely growing as playing last year. You yeah. can definitely tell. Yeah, but, he's getting better with the season. But the reason why was because his plate appearance, like you said, right. the average. When you're batting, it's kind of hard. Like, okay, do I take the bat or do I take the defense? Well, it depends who's your catcher. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> if you know, know a synagogue, we know who's not batting. Yeah. So, you know, that's why he definitely. But um, with the whole Cespedes possibly coming back, it's going to be very interesting all around for the whole that whole side because between third base and out left field. Yeah, I mean, like I said, uh, JD's not a name that sticks out to most people, but he can get it done with the best of them, and I can't wait to see if he can do it again this year. Yeah, it's going to be definitely interesting. We'll see what happens with that position. So he's your number nine. My number nine is Kyle Schorber. Schorber? Yep. Uh, you said you had Tommy Pham at number five? Yep. I have Kyle Schorber at number five. Okay. Um, reason he, number eight, you know, Cubs, you know, catcher to outfield. But, you know, 132 hits, you know, the home runs are there. He has that power at 38 home runs, 250 average, could be a lot better. But, you know, he's that power guy that strikes out to, you know, if he gets that up, he probably be a really way better average, but still 92 RBIs, 2.3 war. Yeah, and I think a lot of his average has to do with the scouting reports. Uh, scouting reports, uh, they say they must say he's a fastball hitter because he was thrown the most curveballs in all of the league. Um, I think he needs to work on his defense, um, but yeah. you know his hitting more than makes up for that. I mean, he's you know he's a World Series champ in 2016. He's been in the spotlight for so long that you might forget he's only 26. Yes, and how he came up so early as a catcher, and then he got hurt, and then you know they had a replacement, then they couldn't rep- put him back as catcher. He got back to the outfield, and he's actually been quietly out there, and I kind of forgot about him while I was making my list. <laughs> right. I was like, oh, yeah, Kyle. I was like, what about Kyle him? Schwarber, yeah, that guy. Yeah, because, you know, he's still putting those home runs up. But, yeah, like I said, the average is not there. But if he can work on that in defensive, he definitely can be top five. I don't surprise he's not your five. So he's my number nine. He said he's your five, so who's your number nine? Uh, my number nine was J.D. Davis. Okay, that's right. So now we're on eight. Who do you have at eight? Eight was the guy who was almost traded to the Angels. Okay. Jock Peterson. Jock Peterson. Is he on your list? Uh, unfortunately, he is not on my list. Okay. So, you know, um, like we said with the Dodgers, you know, that potential there with that lineup. But, you know, 112 hits, 36 home runs, 249 average, 74 RBIs, a 3.3 war. Pretty solid. Yeah. Like, what you can't ask for too much more from your left fielder except for getting the average up a little bit. Yeah, other than that, I mean, he's he's an everyday great player. He's, he's, he's going to be contributing. That's why – we'll see if they – like I said, if they hold on to him or they do trade him. And the biggest thing, I think, the next couple weeks, if anyone gets hurt, it's an opportunity where they can trade him now or hold on to him for maybe something they need right before the um, All-Star break for the trade deadline. But if not, you're still getting an all-around great left fielder. Absolutely. So he's my eight. Who's your number eight? My number eight is another outfielder from Oakland, Mark Canna. Is he on your list? Nope. Okay. <laughs> so Mark's batting average last season was two seventy three. He had twenty six home runs and fifty eight RBIs. His WAR was a four point five last season. 
Um, last season, he was awarded the Player of the Week in August, and he finished uh, fourth in on-base percentage with a .396. And he also finished second in hit-by-pitch with 18. Uh, so, you know, I like the A's. You know, Take the guy can, for the team. Yeah, he can get on base. I like what the A's have been doing, and I think Mark can be a big contributor to their team. Like you said, they like to escape. They like to sneak into the playoffs, and with guys I, like this. The biggest thing with the A's is they have no pitching, really. Oh, somebody's got to step up. Next man up. Well, you know, they might get lucky get like Barry Zito kind of situation where they get that rookie that comes up. Maybe they had, and they did have a good pro- prospect, but he had injured, had Tommy John. So yeah. this could be the year where he finally comes up and gets that. So we'll see what the A's it might do. Be put but on a pitch count like Strasburg, yeah, when but, he got injured. But you know, they have talent, so we'll see what happens. But yeah, like I said, with a lot of these A's players, you don't hear about them because they just sneak in and or and they're sneaky good. Yeah, like you like most time you're like, who's this payroll? Like. Like last year, the Tampa Bay, like you, like their total payroll. Like, do you think we don't hear about them because of Moneyball? They're getting the saber metrics and all that worked into the, it. The reason why they start all this in that in that movie and everything, because <laughs> you know Billy figured it out, and we'll see. But you know he's not the GM no more. He's more the president now. But still, he established that team. You know they're a small market. They finally might get their own stadium, like we said. Hopefully, but it's been always hard for them to sign that big contract so they find ways to trade and whatnot to get the players they're always right there like they call like the farm system for the yankees or red sox because <laughs> everyone always goes to one of them but you know i hope one day they win again clint last time they won was well, i think the 80s or 70s i can't remember but you know it's been a very long time well did they have mark mcguire on their team i mean wasn't he they, yeah that's they roids didn't... they didn't they didn't get anything. I think they made it to the World Series because I think that's the year of the earthquake, but they lost to the Giants. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on. Uh, who do you have at seven? So seven, I have Ryan Braun. Okay. Okay. That, I haven't heard that name in a while. Yeah. Um, he had an okay year. You know, this is he did finally announce that this is most likely his last year. Um, so with the Brewers, you know, 131 hits, 22 home runs, bad 285, 75 um RBIs. Yeah, his war's not that great, 1.8, but like you said, this is probably his last year. He's going to retire. He's older. Defensive's definitely not there, but he's still all around okay plate at the plate. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's been great in years past. Uh, I'm sure he can get it done another season. If you say it's his last, Yeah. go out with a big bang. Yeah, even though, you know, they were pretty much a game away for the World Series two years ago. So close. Last year, you know, who knows with Yelich, if he wasn't injured, if he made that play, because <laughs> they could have got hot like the Nationals and went through and who knows could have been right. Be that. The Nationals were not supposed to be there. So it's, only time will tell. Let's see if he can go out and bang. Like I said, he, he'd been with that team pretty much his whole career. MVP, of course, is no tainted with whole PD scandal back in the day, but all around – good player so clearly he's not on your list because you didn't say nothing he's not on my list so who's your number seven (laughs) my number seven i feel like i'm I'm you from last week i'm getting all the young blood in here i got a guy who plays on a crappy team um and he was a rookie last year and he was excelling i have brian reynolds from pittsburgh Hmm. he's actually my number three is he oh i thought you were gonna say he wasn't on your team no and and you showing some love to a pittsburgh player all right, man. Let's hear what you got. Sorry, fans, if Alan's distracting you with his slurping over here. Yeah, I know. <laughs> hey, I had the flu a couple of days ago. That's why we're a little behind on this. Yeah, glad we can come here and shoot but, with us today. But, yeah, you know, 
putting what he did in a rookie season is kind of yeah. Besides, you know, Josh Bell, that team, is, and now Marte gone, he's now that other guy, I feel like, with Pittsburgh. But 154 hits your rookie year. Yes, the power's not there, 16 home runs. But when you bat 314 your rookie year. Absolutely. It's astonishing. Of course, you know, RBI is not there because it is the Pirates at 68. But still, your, your first year war at 3.9, you can't ask. I'm glad the Pirates haven't traded this right, guy away. Right, especially on that team. I mean, he's 25 years old. He finished fourth in rookie of the year voting. Yes. And he only played in 134 games. So I'm assuming if he doesn't have a sophomore slump, he should have a solid year even playing for Pittsburgh. He might maybe, I don't know about take a step back, but it's going to be a different year because, you know, whole new organization, GM's gone, new coach, everything's changed. So it's going to be interesting, but I think he's that bright spot with Josh Bell that these are our two guys we can grow in this team. So I don't expect this team to do anything for the next at least three years, but – Right, I mean, like you said, new personnel, but I don't think that's going to affect him. I mean, he got his no. shot, and he's taking full advantage of it. No, like you expect rookies to bat like at best two seventy five, like you think because they're going to, you know, the limelight taking balls or you know striking out a lot. But he definitely put it together. If he continues to bat three hundred in this first half of the season, I would not be surprised if he's not on the All Star team. I mean, if he's, I mean, if he's on the All Star team, I would not be surprised at all. Oh, definitely not. So. He was your number seven. seven. Okay. Who's your number six? My number six is Eloy Jimenez from the White Sox. We got something correct together. Hey. <laughs> we need a little button. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, this I like highly, the White Sox. I like highly the White Sox. trotted prospect. Um, Another rookie. And we talk about the young guys. Yeah, again. like, you know, this guy has ever been waiting for to come up and – when he finally came up, yes. Oh, well, okay. So let's talk about how, how crazy this guy must be good. Um, he's only 23, so he's, he's another rookie. But guess what? This guy signed a six-year, $43 million contract in March of 2019, which is the biggest contract forever for someone with no major league experience. Yeah, this is like – How do you even do that? This is like last year when people were wondering if they were going to do like the Chris Bryant, like wait for that day to get that extra year control. The deal came out, and I was like, I don't think they're going to hold him back. They're going to bring him up day one, and sure enough, they did, just like Pete Alonzo. Because nowadays, I think people are like, we want to win now. And I feel like they say, like, instead of, you know, a couple, a little more time in AAA, we might as well let them get experience. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's not too bad. You know, 125 hits, 31 home runs, average 267, 79 RBIs. This war is only 1.4. Well, I think with because you know the team was in the right direction with the pieces they added this year this team and that division being so weak it is this could be the front runner team in that division right and this guy could definitely be the face of the organization like i said that contract with no major league experience shows you how they feel about the kid uh, i mean i feel like he still has some defensive yes things he needs to work on he needs to be better defensively but last season if that's any indication of what he can do uh, you're going to watch this kid for years to come, for sure. Definitely. And the way the White Sox have moved players around, like that was a certain – like Mankata was second baseman. He's now third. I'm pretty sure uh, Jimenez was an infielder coming up, and they put him to the outfield. So maybe it's something like that where he's not used to playing outfield yet, so maybe this whole year, that is all season. But he's got raw talent to where yeah, they're where confident the, that he can make those adjustments. Exactly. So only time will tell, but – 
like you said, like it's not surprising to me that these team these players are signing deals their first year of, of being a major or like him even before he stepped on a major league baseball field where like okay, I'm getting 45 million guaranteed for the next 6 years to prove myself. If not, hey, I got 40 million. Right. So it's not surprising me that these players doing it. So if like one would be P Alonzo, if he puts it together, there's going to be a deal for the rest of his contract to make it where it's worth both parties. Okay. Um, so he we, was my number six. So is yours. So yep, who's man, your we, number five? Well, we both talked about our number fives. Yes, we did. So number four, who's I, yours? I have Michael Brantley from Houston. He's a little higher on mine. You know why he's I know. Four we know the trick with yours, Alan, because you know the scandal. <laughs> I can't. But he is my number two on my list. Okay. Oh, well, if he's so high on your list, let's, let's He probably would have been number three if I didn't forget about Acuna. Okay. But, um, you know, 179 hits, 22 home runs, the 311 batting average, 90 home runs, 4.6. RBIs. Yeah. 4.6 uh, war. It, like I said, it could be, you know, the whole cheating scandal. Who knows? Only time will tell this year. But he's been consistently but i don't know about his previous before 17 i'm pretty sure you might know we'll see. <laughs> All right, so what, know, what is it alan <laughs> i'm sorry i know we talked about it but he's a four-time all-star but check this just like the last guy we talked about he's a all-star three straight years since 2017 <laughs> oh man uh, he signed a two-year contract with the Astros in 2018 for 32 million dollars i expect him to have a good year He's betting on himself, possibly sign yeah. another decent contract when the year's over. But I don't know, man. What do you think? Time, like we said, time will tell with any of these players. Like all of them, the biggest stars. one I think is Atuve, Springer, um, and Alex Bregman. I think are the ones I'm definitely yeah. watching. Especially Bregman being the talent he is coming out of you know prospect and coming up. I think worse is that um. The magazine, the East Bay, East Bay, East Bay East magazine. Bay? East Bay, I haven't seen those since high school. What about it? Okay. <laughs> I have to pull it up. But Bregman's on the cover, and what they put as the caption, oh, man. <laughs> it was hilarious. People, oh, no. because after all this came out, oh, it was like, it says like always earned, not given. Oh no! If I remember correctly, and I'm like, oh no, they didn't. And sure enough, people just burned them up for it. But you know, time will tell with this whole Astro Astros organization, the team scandal. If they slump, then we know well, it was the we're system. Just, we're just gonna let you guys know right now. We're gonna keep track of this because this is definitely interesting. News. I think everyone's gonna keep track of this. Like every time they come to a God, you know. I think it was the okay when the whole World Series was going on. The worst part about it, like whoever lost the World Series, has to see the team the next year because Astros and Nationals share the spring training facility. Oh man! They built that brand new training facility. They started last year, opened it. So like, right now they're in the same facility. So I think it's kind of funny. So I can't wait for this press conference tomorrow and see how the apologetic they really are. They're so not, they he was your number four. He's my number two. So my number four is Austin Meadows. All right. Well, we flip-flopped that because that's my number two. Okay. This is one of the reasons why Pittsburgh Pirates decided to fire everyone because this is another guy they let go for damn near nothing. 
Um, this was ultimately the guy that was supposed to replace um, Andrew McCutcheon okay. in Pittsburgh. Okay, and he definitely could And he had a down year, and they trade him. And then he becomes an all-star in, in Tampa Bay. Right. I don't see how you how you trade him after one down year if you thought he was the guy. I mean, your scouting reports, all everything told like, you. He's coming up through the McCutcheon. minors, everyone's like, this guy has it, and he was blocked by McCutcheon. Right. Like, once McCutcheon goes or they decide to move him over, this is the guy. And then McCutcheon leaves, you bring him up, you trade him, and that's why you have, do not have a job no more, buddy. Right. He's just 24 years old. What do you know about him? You know, you finally put you know together again. You know, all star, but 154 hits, 35 home runs. He batted 291, 89 RBIs. His WAR is 3.8. Like this guy's been talked about through the whole minor leagues. Of this is a star in the making. Yeah, and they gave up too early, and now Tampa Bay's benefiting it yet again by these trades that they worked out. Yeah, man. I mean, like you said, he was an, he was an all star last year. It was his first full year in the league. He only played 138 games, um, but he finished 14th in MVP voting. Yes, he led the team in average home runs and RBIs. Yeah, he's the star for Tampa Bay at the cheap price because he's still in his rookie deal. Um, Pirates besides Garrett Cole, this is one that they're hurt himself for trading. It's not the only one. Tampa Bay has another guy, the p- pitcher. But, you know, it's very interesting to see what they do. But so at number four, that's why I put him there. Um, yeah. Let's see. We already talked about my number th- three. You, oh, wait, did you talk about your number four? Yeah, Michael Brantley. Yeah. So we were talking about my number three. Okay. Uh, well, my number three is Eddie Rosario from Minnesota. He is not on my list at all. Yeah, like I said, it could be one of these situations where the guy played so many. Yeah, maybe he lost track or, where he wasn't maybe, on my list. Or maybe he's just now going to be to left field. I don't know. Yeah. But I'm going to tell you about him anyways. Go ahead. Um, so he he batted 276, 32 home runs, 109 RBIs. He was under the radar. He doesn't get a lot of attention, but you know his numbers speak for themselves. Uh, he should have been an all-star in 2018. He's not letting anybody forget. Um, I expect another great year from him. I wouldn't be surprised if he finally gets his all-star selection this season. Yeah. Um, like I said, the only time will tell. Uh, like, all these outfield positions is just hard to be an all-star. It's just getting <laughs> loose, you know. But, um, yeah. You know, it's very hard any of these positions, especially like first base and other positions. Right. When they play multiple games at different positions, anything can – you could, I don't know. Yeah, so we'll see what he does. So I'm pretty sure we talked about everyone but our number one, which I'm assuming you must have the same number one. We have to. He is finally 21. <laughs> God, that was so annoying during the World Series. Yeah. But, you know, Juan Soto. Juan Soto absolutely earns this. Like, the energy and everything he brings to baseball is, you know, let the kids play. He brings it. Yep. And watching this guy is just like Acuna. Atlanta's like that special talent. Like he's definitely the star for the Nationals with Harper leaving. Like he's the guy besides, you know, Max and Strasburg, especially with Rendon leaving. Like he's the guy now. Yeah, it's crazy. A lot of the National League East has a lot of young talent that's really great. Like, yeah. It's crazy. Like if you really, yeah, if you break it down to a younger guy, well, I think Philly's the only one. Who does not have a homegrown young talent because most of their guys are all either brought in trades. True. 
So, but still, if you think there's a young player on each t- team, like, you know, Cunha is definitely for Atlanta. Um, Soto is definitely Nationals. Pete's probably the Mets. If you think about you young guy for a- Phillies, you'd probably go JT Ramuto. Yeah. Then Marlins. Uh, I don't know who they. I look at their. There's no one that sticks out to me right now for the Marlins that they have a young talent that probably will. They probably do. He's probably not in the Marlins yet. Right. But, you know, Soto, you know, at with 153 hits, 34 home runs, 282, 110 RBIs, 4.7 war. Like, you know, the guy in left field just turning 21. Like, this is his, what, second year in the league? Because he finished, he was rookie of the year the year before. Yeah, I mean, uh, he made the all MLB second team, and now he's a World Series champion. Uh, he became the fourth player in MLB history to record 100 extra base hits before his 21st birthday. Yeah. Um, he's the seventh to reach the 30 home runs before their 21st birthday as well. Um, I, I don't know if it's because of the Soto shuffle that he does in the plate, <laughs> but everything seems to be clicking. I mean, he expect him to keep getting into the minds of major league pitchers because that's what he says the shuffle does. Yeah. Like, I feel like anytime like he just can hit, it doesn't have to be for power. But actually, the, he does have power. Like, yeah, he has sneaky great power. Yeah, man. like you think he like he like oh that's nothing, and then it's like oh it's out of here. Oh yeah, it's still going. So oh, it's like I said, it's God, I always amaze what this kid is at twenty one finally. Yeah, and if he stays with the Nationals and like they have a lot of young talent too, they could they could turn into a dynasty. I don't want to see that, but it could happen. They could probably take maybe a step back. Their biggest thing is third base now with Rendon gone. We'll see what they do in spring training. They have a couple. Inside guys, it won't surprise me if maybe they trade for someone if one of the young guys don't start off hot real early. We'll see what happens. So let's go over our, our top 10. So I had Stanton at number 10, Kyle Shorebert at number 9, Jock Peterson at 8, Ryan Braun at 7, Jimenez at 6, uh, Tommy Fam. Fam at 5, Austin Meadows 4, Brian Reynolds, three, Michael Brantley, two, and Soto at one. And all right, I had for left field at my number 10 was Tommy Pham. Number nine, I had J.D. Davis. Eight was Mark Canna. Seven is Brian Reynolds. Six, Eloy Jimenez. Five, Kyle Schwarber. Four, Michael Brantley. Three, Eddie Rosario. Two is Austin Meadows. And number one is Juan Soto. Yeah, so... There's our top ten on all the position players plus starting pitcher. We didn't want to touch relievers because then you can get closer, you know, middleman, setup guy. We'll we'll let MLB do that. Um. So yeah. So yeah, if any of you guys agree or disagree with our top tens, please let us know. So yeah. So so next week, since we're now done with our positions and we're finally in spring training, so we'll talk some spring training news, what's going on around the league. We'll definitely talk about this press conference that's going to happen. And we're going to have a little fun. We're going to talk about our top ten baseball movies. It's going to be very interesting because there's a lot of different baseball movies out there. Absolutely. So it's going to be very interesting to that list. But, yeah, we'll catch you all next time. All right, guys, thank you for checking out this episode. Please share us if you enjoyed this content. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Double A Sports Podcast. Catch you next week. Peace. For the record, I'm done trying to make y'all comfortable. For the record, you ain't trying to grow any stuff for you. For the record, lab on me going all the way. For the record.
the record. Ain't trying to link no time to waste.